Welcome to the True Creator Podcast. I'm Allison Holly, intuitive guide, channel, and sacred sexuality coach. I'm also the author of the book, The Era of the True Creator. Each week, and with each new episode, I'll be sharing what it means to be a true creator, exploring the full spectrum of our multidimensional selves through a variety of topics, from the very human to the highly cosmic. If you are awakening and expanding into your multidimensional self, this is your place. Hi, you guys. Welcome back. I always get so excited to record these podcast episodes. I'm really, really loving this uh, because each week when I go through my inspired idea for what to talk about, and then, you know, I start creating the um, ideas and the syllabus and the, you know, kind of how I'm going to present it. I just get so excited and I feel so inspired and I feel so ready um, for you guys to hear this. And I just feel like this one's going to really help you out. So, I just had to say all of that because I'm really hyped up. I'm really excited about this. A couple weeks ago, I did a podcast about how to know your life purpose. And this week is very related to that, but it really does build on that. So I just wanted to say, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back and listen to episode nine. It's called Knowing and Living Your Life Purpose. And that's really going to explain a lot of what I'm jumping into this time in the podcast, which is all about how to know what your service is to the world. So those sound really similar, but they're different. And it's important. The life purpose is sort of like the foundation of what I'm about to talk about, about how to move into your service, how to live your service, how to know what that is and take those actionable steps. So uh, like I said, go back, listen to episode nine, and all of this is going to make a lot more sense and you'll have a really good foundation for what I'm about to talk about. So, um, the life service is really the thing that most people are really talking about when they're saying, what is my purpose? You know, because as I say in episode nine, and I go into it further in that episode, but your life purpose is really your energy. It's just you being in your energy. It's you being in your frequency, being in alignment and your service is sort of more those actionable steps that you're taking, those things that you put out into the world, the, um, the, the things that you do. And, you know, because we live in a physical world, because we live in a physical reality, people are really looking for those things that they can do in the world that showcase their life purpose and who they are. And they want to feel that sense of meaning behind the actions that they do. So a lot of times when people are saying, what's my life purpose? What they're really talking about is what is my life service? What am I here to do? What am I doing? Um, And I also just realized that because I'm recording this just a couple nights before the 4th of July, you might be hearing fireworks in the background. I don't know if you can hear it, but just thought I'd say, um, 
what those booming noises are, if you can hear them. All right, so people are really asking, and by the way, I do channeling work, and so often people ask, what is my life purpose? That's one of the main questions that I get when I do personal readings or group readings. People want to know what their purpose is. Um, The way that it's been shown to me through my own channeling and each time that I channel for other people, it's that our purpose is really our frequency and it's to live our frequency. And that's very confusing for people. So I dive into that more on an individual basis. But the service, how we show our purpose in the world, how we show up in the world, that's where it gets really fun for people because that's when we start showing up and we start being able to feel in alignment while moving through the physical reality and doing things. Um, And that's wonderful. So uh, the life service, just to give you a more specific understanding of that, is the action that you take or the actions that you take which feel in alignment while you're doing them. So I want to repeat that. Your life service are the actions that you take that feel in alignment while you're doing them. They bring you into greater alignment with yourself as you're doing them, and they are sprung from a place of alignment. So it can be either or. You can sit and kind of find your own alignment, or you don't have to sit in order to find your alignment, but you can move into your own inner alignment with yourself and then be inspired to take certain actions. Or you can take certain actions that bring you into greater alignment with yourself. So that is really kind of what your service is. So as you can see, the main requirement for your service is that it brings you into alignment with who you are and who all of us are on that higher frequency um, level on that expanded essence of who we are is love and light and joy and freedom expression, creative energy. That's what we are. So those sorts of feelings, when we come into alignment with those and we're moving from that place, that's our service. But then there's also that word service, right? So it's not just about coming into alignment. It's not just about feeling good and feeling, I mean, not just good, feeling amazing. Because when you're really doing these acts that are in alignment with who you are, you're going to feel absolutely amazing. And that's a huge gift. But service means that we're taking it out into the world. Service means that we're sharing it with other people. We all have a deep desire to be who we are and to be that on the physical plane. We want to channel who we are into this physical reality. And a part of our current paradigm, uh, our current era, what we're in right now is that we're all ascending and we're all elevating. And that means that our service wants to come forward. And service is 
one thing that was revealed to me is that service is the highest expression of who we are within these physical realms. So when we are highly elevated, we have a deep desire to be of service. But so many times our our mental idea of what it means to be of service is like, you know, um, opening a homeless shelter or traveling the world and, you know, um, changing the environmental problems and, you know, things like that. We tend to think in big, in big terms like that, or in terms of serving people on a physical level, helping them with their physical needs. But we need to back it up a little bit because service is really very simply, though just as profound, very simply, simply means that we are in alignment and we are sharing what it is that we're doing that brings us into alignment with the rest of the world, right? So for example, for me, a huge service, a huge calling to service is when I channel for other people. That does two things. It lights me up. It raises my frequency. It makes me feel amazing. It brings me into alignment with my love and my joy and my the truth of who I am. And I'm also sharing it with other people. So your service has the t- those two elements. It lifts you up and it's something that you then share with the world. It's the aspect of what lights you up that you share with others. So there are so many different ways that this can show up. And this is where people get really stuck because they're thinking, um, you know, maybe that, that way that I just thought of, maybe you want to be a hairdresser. I'm going to put that out. Maybe you want to be a hairdresser. It really lights you up. It makes you feel good. But not just that. You love talking to people. And that is an avenue where you can share who you are and light people up with who you are. And so that is absolutely, you know, for some people, that is their service. You know, for other people, it is going to be cleaning up the world's water systems and creating different nonprofits that are going to do um, environmental cleanup. For some people, it is you know, being an artist and sharing their incredible art, their, the, their heart, their emotions, their beauty that they put into their art, and then they share it with the world. You know, for some people, it's creating uh, technological systems that they can then share with others and implement brand new ways of communicating digitally with each other. There are infinite ways. I'm just trying to give you guys um, just a broad spectrum of what all of these things could be. And I do that because I don't want anyone to think to stop themselves. And we're going to cover a little bit about how to know if something is an inspired action um, a little bit later. But, you know, if something is coming to you that lights you up, that's it. That is it. Does it light you up? Does it make you feel wonderful? Is it something that you're then sharing with other people? That's your service, or at least that's one of them. You can start there, right? This is a never-ending learning process. It seems like it's ending because we have a finite existence because we're in physical form, but think of it as never-ending because you are an eternal being, 
and you're just discovering and you're discovering and that really will pull some of the pressure off of you so that you can get started because it's just going to avalanche once you really get into alignment. It's just going to start to feel like, yes, this is it. Yes, this is it. And then you just keep going. And before you know it, you're so lit up and you're constantly and consistently sharing that with other people from a really good place within, not from a place of desperately seeking what it is that you're meant to do, right? It's actually just a feeling that lights you up that you continuously put out into the world. So um, I'm going to give you an idea. I'm going to go through three different things. So I want you to get out a a piece of paper and a pencil or um, if you have like a notepad on your phone, just a place to jot these down because I'm going to give you three different ways, three different scenarios that you can discover or at least find a jumping off point for what your service is. So the very first thing that I'm going to do, and I wanted to just give you a brief moment while you gathered your writing utensils (laughs) uh, or your journal or whatever you're writing in. And the very first thing is really, really simple. I'm going to give you permission to write down something that you love doing that you already know. You already know it. You've been thinking about it the whole time I've been talking. That's going to be your first thing that you write down on this piece of paper. I want you to write down one thing that lights you up, that you love, and how you can share it with other people. So that is your first clue. And you already know it. I know because most people already have an inspiration. They're just looking for permission to live it. So I'm giving you permission right now write it down. What's that thing that you've been thinking of that's already arisen within you that you just haven't taken action on yet because you weren't sure if that was really it. And you know, it can change. Like I said, it can change. You don't have to be static about it. It can be an inspiration that leads to another and another and another. And by the end of that railroad track, you've come a very far distance from what you started from and that's okay. That's perfectly okay. I just want you to start somewhere. So write that thing down, that thing that you already know that you love and how you can share it with others. Okay, hopefully you've written that down. I am going to also now, this is for number two. This is your second inspiration on how to find what your service is. And this one is inspired by a book that I'm reading now called Do Less. It's by Kate Northrup. And actually in this book, she shares somebody else's book um, called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And that book is written by Bronnie Ware. Um, And in that book, it's basically, you know, pretty self-explanatory based on the title. Um, She interviews patients who are you know, moving on, they're on their deathbed. And she talks to them about what they wish they would have done in their life. So I'm going to lead you through a little bit of a story. And I want you to imagine yourself in this place. I want you to imagine that you've lived a long life, that you have had many, many experiences, and you've come to the end of your life. And you are lying on your deathbed, You're very old, 
right? So you've lived a long existence. And I want you to imagine, what would you say, I wish I would have done more of this? Or I wish I would have done fill in the blank. It's a really simple question, but if you go deep into it, it can lead you to something pretty profound. I did this exercise just yesterday. I was talking with my brother and he and I, um, I brought this question up and he and I sort of thought for a moment, um, what, what would the answer, answer to this be? And I was surprised what came through for me because I'm already so uh, cued in to my life service. And yet I found a couple things that I had not allowed myself to realize I really wanted to do with my life um, because they weren't necessarily directly related to some of the revelations that I've received about my my um, purpose and my service in the world. Uh, one of which is actually that I want to um, perform. I want to perform dance more often and to get to a competitive level um, and perform at a very high level. So that was fascinating to me to recognize that that was something that my my soul is really calling to use my body and to take advantage of the fact that I've got a strong body that um, loves to dance. That lights me up so much. And I hadn't really given myself permission to recognize that that was a deep desire for me because it's not directly related to some of my other things like channeling or my intuitive work. And sometimes I narrow my focus a little bit too much. So it was really, really helpful. And then the other thing that came out of that exercise was that I thought, you know, I imagined myself there on my deathbed at the end of a very long life as if my life had progressed directly from this moment, exactly at this trajectory. And my thought was, I wish I would have helped more people. I wish I would have served more people. So those two things, I wish I would have performed, and I'm saying this in the future uh, as if it's the past tense, um, you know, when I projected forward those two thoughts, oh, I wish that I would have performed dance. Um, and I'm a pole dancer. So, you know, that by itself can be, um, my mind still has this little amount of controversy around, around that. And is that, you know, my thoughts are, is that ego or what have you, you know, but for me, it really, it really came down to a soul inspiration and the other was, I wish I would have been of service more. I wish I would have helped more people. And for me, that means opening up my mouth and speaking my truth and speaking to more people and not holding back. So it was really revelatory. And I hope for you that that exercise is also revelatory. So by now you should have a few things written down. So I'm going to take you on to number three. And this is the one that's also, it's just going to really, this is the one that uh, is kind of where everybody is at when they're wondering, what do I do in life? What's the action steps? 
What's my service? Number three, the question for you is, what are you afraid to do? What are you already wanting to do that you're afraid to do? And that's huge because the greatest amount of fear comes around the things that we're really, really meant to do. Really meant to do. The thing that scares you is what you're meant to do. And the reason that that's true is because we are so afraid of doing that thing that's super important to us because it would be devastating if it didn't work. And so it's the one thing that's much, that's the most protected within us is that thing that is really, really calling to us because it's so meaningful that we have this unconscious fear. What if it doesn't work? That's the one thing that means a lot to me. What if it doesn't work? Well, you know what? It's not working because it's covered up and it's being held inside and nothing's happening around it. So your greatest fear is already being realized. If you're not doing it, your greatest fear is already being realized. So do it and let yourself fail and then do it again and let yourself fail again and then do it again. You're going to recognize that just the act of doing it, whether you feel like you're successful with it or not, is going to bring you so much pleasure. And I'm speaking for myself too, because one of the things that brings me the greatest amount of fear is speaking in front of large groups of people. And that's something that I've received direct visions around and direct um, inspiration around that I'm meant to do in this life. So it's it's fascinating to me because it's it's just always so true. What's that thing that you're super afraid of? That's the thing that you're meant to do. That's your service. That's how you show up. Um, just before I close this episode, I want to explain the difference between fear that's protecting you in a really good way, not protecting you. That's not the right word, but the fear that is a no from the universe, the fear that is your intuition or your higher self saying, don't do that. And the fear that suggests kind of your own ego saying, oh my God, I'm scared. You can tell the difference because your ego, your ego fear, the fear that's just kind of holding you back is going to feel, well, you're going to have to discover what it feels like for yourself. But I'll tell you, for me, my ego fear tends to feel like um, excitement. Like if I really look at it, there's sort of this feeling of excitement, anxiety, anticipation, um, worry, um you know, and then through all of those feelings, if I sit still and I really go into it, I can gain clarity around it. And sometimes maybe I need to, um, do it slightly different. Maybe it is guiding me to do it just a little bit different, but it's not telling me no. When something's telling me no, when I'm getting a no from the universe, it usually is, um, just kind of an internal feeling of, confusion or an internal feeling of, it's hard to describe. For me, it just feels like dead air. It feels like 
like, no, there's nothing there. There's not even a path there. There's, there's no tension. There's no feeling of good or bad. It's simply dead space. Or I can sometimes feel a sinking. If it's really not good, like really not healthy for me, it feels this like this sort of sinking in my body. Um, this sort of, you know, like, um, like, like a sickness or, um, something like that. So feel into in your own system, what your yes and what your no is, because sometimes if you're afraid of something, it's actually a really good thing to jump into. And this is, um, something that was inspired. This understanding was really inspired by, uh, Catherine Zinkina from Manifestation Babe. And she goes into, you know, how to know what inspired action is. So I found that really helpful in discovering what is it that's telling me no? And what is it that's saying, oh my God, I'm scared. What is it that my ego is saying? Oh, I'm scared. But really, that's just a jumping off point. So I would, um, encourage you to explore what it is that feels like a definite no, inspired no, um, a sort of your higher self communicating with you. That's not your path versus a feeling of anxiety or nervousness. And those are two really different things. And actually, you know, this is something that I've shared with you guys before. Um, maybe not in the podcast, but definitely on Instagram and social media is that anxiety is really just excitement waiting to be discovered. It's excitement waiting to be put into place and put into action. So that is how we can know that, you know, sometimes we're going to feel a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety around the very things that we're meant to do in the world, the very things that are going to light us up the most. I remember when I was um, performing on stage uh, before my awakening, I was a performer and um, a dancer. And I remember expressing to one of my um, my fellow uh, performance you know, one of my fellow dancers before I got on stage, I said, you know, I can't believe it. We've done this so many times and I'm still, I still get so anxious every time before I go on stage. And he said, it shows that you care. That stage fright shows that you care. It shows that you still care about it. So it's not necessarily a no when we get anxious about something. It's more of a feeling of anticipation because it's so meaningful to us. And that, I would say, is a huge sign that you're meant to do it. If it's so meaningful that it creates all of this anxiety in you, then, I mean, I know that's kind of a catch-22, but it's it's inspiration. It's inspiration for you to move forward. It can actually be one of the things that you work with and play with as a way to know if something is really meant for you to do. So I'll leave you with that. Um, just to kind of recap that your service is something that lights you up and brings you into alignment when you do it, that you then share with the world. All right, you guys, take care. If you have any thoughts on this episode, be sure and find me on Instagram or Facebook or email, and I would love to hear from you. Take care and keep creating 
I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.